British Tomb Car Championship is back. This is the Final Corner Podcast, the original Final Corner Podcast, and we're here to preview the 2022 series of the British Tomb Car Championship, which kicks off this weekend at Donington Park. I almost forgot where it was there. <laughs> My name is Colin, and I'm joined as always by Tom and by Nick. Hello there. Welcome. Are you excited about Tomb Cars? You seem more up for it tonight, Tom, than you were about F1 last week, so... <laughs> I was just ill. There's a difference. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm not excited for British touring cars. Yeah, I'm pumped. Always love a bit of touring cars. Uh, although I would oh, yes. say the first weekend is what every other Mudspot series in the world is also racing. Mm. So it's going to be very difficult to try and keep abreast of everything, but we'll we'll do our best. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be fun. As we've also got brand new engines and no soft tires. I mean, what better news oh, yeah. can you have than that? No ballast, no soft tyres, and brand new electrical engines. I mean, what's, what's not to like? Um, yeah, what's <laughs> not to like? Uh, I'm a little sceptical until it happens yeah. of how the hybrid boost replaces ballast. Mm. Mm-hmm. Something want to explain that? How it's going to work? Um, I was hoping you would do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so success ballast is gone. We now have a hybrid energy management system. The way it works is that in qualifying, you're limited by your championship position about how much boost you can deploy per lap. So first place in the championship gets no boost in their quality laps. Second position gets one and a half seconds that they can deploy any time. Third gets free up to position 11 where you get 15. Uh, And then in the race, it works on a lap by lap basis. So you have a number of laps you're not allowed to use it. Um, so I think in the race you get 15 seconds deployment, but if you start racing first, then you don't get to use it for 10 and 17 laps. Second place doesn't get to use it for 9, etc, etc. Uh, and if there's more than 17 laps, first place can't use it on 15 of those, which is a bit of a weird system. Mm. I thought it would be like yeah. a, a charge limitation per lap, but to actually exclude you from using it. It's a bit strange. It's a bit of a unique way of doing it. Yeah, it's not the amount of oomph, it's when and how you can use it. Yeah. I mean, let's see it, and let's see it for more than one round before passing judgment. That's my view, and I'm really open to it. I do think hybrid is a, is the correct move for the British Touring Car Championship. It's just, will we be able to tell who has what? Can we remember this table? Are we going to have to be consulting <laughs> the table? And I feel like it'll probably... I hope this is wrong, but I wonder if... Do you, know, do you know what? I've just got slight flashbacks to early NGTC era. I don't know if when either of you can remember this, but they not only had success ballast, but they had boost based on your championship round yeah. position. No, sorry, based on your lap time, uh, I believe, over a rolling two-round system. That's mm-hmm. complicated. And then they tweaked... Yeah, but the thing is, it wasn't because it was hidden. But then you could watch it and go, well, they're clearly a bit quicker. And then people would start moaning about it in interviews. I think initially at first it wasn't hidden. But then uh, the last season that you did, it, it was sort of, it was happening, but it wasn't public who was hap- how it was happening and who was doing what. Or drivers weren't allowed to talk about it. And then, of course, all of that was deleted from any highlights footage or DVDs for life. <laughs> so you'll never be able to, that's purely from memory. You can't go back and research stuff like that really easily. Yeah, And my slight concern is, with this, 
Like, is Tim Harvey, for example, going to be shouting out, oh, and this driver can only use hybrid for this many laps? I don't know. Will it just be sort of obfuscated and pushed to the background and assumed that, look, that was an amazing race? I don't know. I mean, spectators on the hill don't need to know, right? But the people viewing it on TV, I think, do. Yeah, I hope that was... Yeah, go on, Connie. I would just say, say, I hope that they've got a proper graphics package that shows you this. I'm not expecting it to be like Formula E where they show you the charge levels and things like that, but if they have a, a counter next to people's name showing how many laps they've got to use, and maybe if they, even if they don't update that during the race, but at least if they've got it there so you know how many they had at the start, at least it's something. Because, you know, they, they, showed, they used to show the ballast during the race, so you kind of had an idea. Uh, who was struggling and why they were might be struggling uh, so I think they at least need to have that on the screen I believe there are plans to do that but I don't know how involved it's going to be and how obvious it's going to be yeah that's that's my only concern is is it going to be hidden is it going to be obvious is this a bit too confusing I'm sure everybody will get used to it after a few rounds mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. no qualms with that I have I have faith that the cut this has been clearly researched and calculated right it's not just a for it to be so complicated. It insinuates that there's been a lot of effort put into it, and there are some people on the internet saying, "Oh, I'm just going to watch TCR now because I'm not going to watch this electrified rubbish." Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> I'm not. I don't think any of us are, are, are thinking like that, right? No, because we haven't seen it yet. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll be constructive in our feedback when it happens. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you're right on the graphics front. Maybe that'll be a good way of doing it. Um, we saw last year was it last season or the season before there were some issues with the graphics of <laughs> when penalties were involved oh, definitely in the first few rounds as well yeah yeah. so let's hope for not a repeat of that yeah when it comes to the penalties but also like the hybrid system correct because the last thing you want is for something like uh, oh right they've used all the hybrid boost and then they power past someone <laughs> on the straight the next race mm-hmm. lap and you're like eh what's going on here you, you know let's hope let's hope that's it's going to be quite cool to see because the ballast affected drivers throughout the entire lap and it affected their mm-hmm. tyres whereas this is going to be it shouldn't affect, shouldn't change what's happening through the corners, it won't affect the tyres so it'll just be on the straights where yeah. they're going to be at a disadvantage and then it's going to be interesting to see how they defend against that if you've got someone behind you that's you've got 15 seconds of boost and you've got nothing hmm. Well you can't really, other, other than weaving unnecessarily down the straight line yeah. True. It depends how much more boost, or sorry, how much more speed you get off the boost. Because I think the plan is for it to be how DRS originally was in F1. It's meant to be able to put you in a position to overtake, but you still have to do it yourself. Right. Actually, I'm just going to renege on my defense comment. Because <laughs> in theory, you can also use it to defend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that's what Alan Gow's been saying all along. It's not necessarily like a push to pass per se, because mm-hmm. you can also defend. Yeah, but how do you know if the person behind is using it? I'm thinking of Super Formula, and they in Japan, and they have that yeah uh, overboost system, mm-hmm. and on the on the roll hoop there's a flashing light, and actually if someone's behind you you can you can see them. Oh right, they're boosting. I'm going to boost. Yeah. So very different system technically, similar system in how it can be used to attack and defend, but I don't think there's a visible indicator on the car, is there? Not that I'm aware of, but it wouldn't be that hard to do, I wouldn't have thought. Maybe it's something you could investigate mm. for next year or... Well, we'll have to see how it goes. Like, but... mm-hmm. 
my, 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 slight, my second slight concern is, like you said, that Colin, great point. Like the tire wear, in theory, isn't affected. The braking isn't affected. And so, is it going to uh, push forward more type of overtaking where it's just straight line stuff? It it all depends on if they get the effectiveness correct. If it's too much or too little uh, electrical boost or energy, right? It's got to be a couple too of much. track dependent, really. Because you think yeah. of Fruxton, yeah. it could be really powerful in some of the corners, the fast corners. If you think of maybe Brands Hatch Indy, you've got one chance really to use it hmm. on the main straight. Maybe up the up the hill to the hairpin. It's not like you've got it's not hmm. a long lap to use fifteen seconds of electrical charge. Yeah. So the Silverstone will be a key one because hmm. it is just a straight and another straight and another straight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the advantage of this electrical energy system is that it can be tweaked relatively easy with software. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So if the balance is not right or wrong, they could, in theory, change it change it quickly. Yeah, the thing to take into account still is uh, rear-wheel drive and front-wheel drive because the hybrid mm. is, I think, heavier than the ballast was last year, the actual system. And I think that would actually benefit rear-wheel drive slightly better because it's more weight over the front wheels, whereas in a front-wheel drive car, you're doing the, the steering and the power in the same wheels. It's a good point that it's mounted, isn't it, in where the passenger seat would normally be, which is where the ballast box used to be as well. Oh, is it? Sorry. I thought it was in the engine bay. I didn't realise that. No. The other thing to mention with the front-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive thing is that there was a pair of test cars, wasn't there? A front-wheel drive one mm-hmm. and a rear-wheel drive one. So you would hope that uh, there's been some testing done to make sure it is on an even keel. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably why you can't press the boost until you're in third gear. Yeah, you have to be there in 100, was it kilometres an hour or something? I think it's 120 kilometres an hour. Yeah. Before I thought that's continue. a weird thing. Why aren't we saying it in miles an hour? Hmm. That's True. a simple conversion, right? Um, yeah, so that's, I guess, if you enabled it to be employed further down the gears and speed, the rear-wheel drive cars with better traction off a corner might be able to, mm-hmm. that might be a beneficial thing, so... I guess yeah. now they've, they've tried to mitigate that with this gear um, limit. And it, and if you press the button too early, it just doesn't work. And it doesn't, like, you can't, like, pre-engage it. No, and there, isn't there a, a timeout as well? So if you press it too early, it won't it deploy for another two seconds or something like that? Yes, correct. Yep. As as we learnt from the Dan Lloyd YouTube videos, check them out. Do recommend uh, watching some of those. And the other thing about hybrid is, is everybody going to be running it? There are some rumours that some teams won't actually run it at the start of the season. Which is a disaster, if true. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's true or not. It could just be rumours. Mm. Find out on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. I hope I hope that everybody is. Um, mm. But there'll certainly be teething problems. And uh, you, you've got to think it's 28 cars for the first round. All yep. running a brand new hybrid system. Some of them also running a new internal combustion engine. Yep. Yes, there's testing, but you can never. The testing is still quite restricted. You could probably not prepare enough for something like this. And some teams have not done enough testing in comparison to others. So yeah. I do suspect there to be some issues, and there might be some controversy around those issues. But it's also just it's first day at school, and also no soft tires. 
medium tyres all year, apart from Truxton, where it'll be hard tyres. Winner. Yeah. So happy about yeah. that. Yeah. Such a shame. <laughs> <laughs> and I think everyone else is the same. Pretty much. I think so, yeah. Yeah, other than yeah, um new the to- the Toker engine is by a new supplier this year. M Sport, mm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. From Cumbria, up in the Lake District, and known for their rally expertise, but here they they've got this contract for engines. They've also got the contract mm. for the think the next Mustang race car as well to do the engine for that. So now they they clearly got this racing engine expertise they're using more often. And uh, Swindon Motorsport, of course, will stay on the grid still with the Hyundai's. Yeah, which is good. I feel like bad in a way towards them because they've had to they've had this good recurring revenue for so many years and then that's just mm. swiped but yeah they are producing a new high-end engine out this year for the four i30ns i think that's very clever by accelerate though to bring in swindon because they got such knowledge of the ngtc engines yeah yeah right if they needed someone to hit the ground running mm-hmm. there we go but didn't they also make brief fleetingly i think a subaru engine that was boxer which didn't go down well. Maybe we don't mention that. <laughs> kind of rings a bell, but I'm not sure. I feel like when the Levorgs were first introduced, there was some engine controversy, and it was... Yes, I seem to remember that as well. It went on for a long time, and then I can't remember, this is bad, if it was the Mountune that then came into think, the fold? I think it might be, actually. Yeah. I seem to remember there. So let's hope it's not a repeat of that. No. But certainly, uh, Accelerate has, has has realized there must be an advantage or perceived advantage to developing your own engine at great expense. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. So I suppose it means you can perhaps have greater control over the characteristics of the engine, if not the total output. So if there is a good performance, extra strong performance from the Hyundai's, everyone else will be pointing out the engine. And if it's slightly worse, they can blame the engine. True. Yeah, very true. Okay, driver update for this year. Um, we'll run for those who have sadly departed us first. We'll give those a little shout out. So in this year, Tom Elephant's taken a year out. Andy Neat is retired. Senna Proctor's taken a year out. Chris Smiley's joined the TCR UK and I think it's won already in the first weekend. Yeah, he did. Jack Mitchell has left to rejoin the Beach British GT Championship. Our favourite driver, Sam Smelt, is gone. Um, so yeah. we, need, we need a new segment for the show. <laughs> Sad times. I genuinely, he done. I thought it was getting quite good towards the end of last year. So it's a shame he's not there this year. Mm. I don't know what he's doing, but he says he's taking a sabbatical. Here's the thing: this series is so competitive, and the cars are so unique. Uh, and similar to each other. You need two or three years to get up to speed, really, consistently. Mm. So he definitely was improving towards the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Carol Bordley has retired, and Jack Goff, just a day ago, has been dropped or has left Team Hard, I think. No, it was Tony Tony Gillum, whatever the team is. It's it's that group. It is Team Hard, managed by Tony Gillum. Yeah, so he's withdrawn... Rumours swirling around that he was unhappy with the chassis he was given at testing and allegedly tried to renegotiate his price, but again, internet rumours, no idea if those are the facts. Um, he didn't seem happy after testing and he's subsequently withdrawn from the series for this year. I mean, 
part of that's rumored, but really it's not really because in the in the quote that Jack Goff released, Team Hard came back with a new deal, but unfortunately today I found out for them that it's no longer possible. So there, there was clearly some they already had a deal, but then it was renegotiated. There was something something amiss there. Ah, it's a shame mm. to lose it so so late in the day, and it means that that car's not going to be in the grid at the weekend. No. Yeah, it's it's not good. And Jack is a very good driver as well. He's, for me, he's one of those drivers who could potentially challenge for a championship given the right car. But he hasn't had that for so long now. You're worried that no. has the edge has the edge been diminished? But mm. I'm not necessarily saying that that's happened. I'm just saying it would be nice to see him in a different car just to show what's been going on the last few years has been down to the machinery. Although, of course, mm. last season he did get a podium in the Cooper. He did, yeah, he finished second, didn't he? Mm. And just on Carl Bordley, yeah, he's not racing, but he still has a half a foot in the door because some of his TBLs are still in use. <laughs> that must be a nice little earner for him. Yeah. yeah I'm curious, are they on loan from him or have the other teams bought them from him? I don't know if that's been disclosed or not. Yeah, I don't think it's clear. I would hesitate mm. to guess that the, he still owns them. If mm. I was him, I'd keep all the things like that because that's... People yeah. also always give you money for them. So that's it for those who have sadly departed us. Team changes, couple of changes there. MB Motorsports moved from Motor Base to West Surrey. Motor Base will enter two cars as Napa. Accelerate Hound, as we've mentioned, will use the Swindon powertrain. And Accelerate Motorsport and Team Dynamics are now going to be manufacturers slash constructors this year. Which... I think uh, last year was the only year that I think Team Dynamics dropped out of that. Am I right? I am not sure. Ish. I am not sure. I'm not sure. I would say they were in it. But you've done the research there, No, they Colin. weren't in the manufacturers last year. Yeah, they're oh, they what? The oh. constructors this year, which I don't think they were last year. Interesting. But they're not. No, it was only um, West Surrey Motorbase and Speedworks that were entered as I see. constructors. Mm, so we've got five constructors this year. Oh, that's good. Apologies for mm. getting that wrong there. Donington this weekend and run through team by team. Big big yep. changes in the grid, big changes in the liveries, cars, engines, all different. Except from Adam Morgan is still in the uh, BMW. Car gods we sit with most sport are Adam Morgan and George Gamble this year. George Gamble's making his series debut, former Jeanette Junior Champion, GT5 Champion. And Adam Morgan has won 10 races, which I didn't realise he was that old, he's 33. In my head, he's always a young gun who's in a in that Mercedes. Yeah. 33 <laughs> is that old? I know. Is 33 old? No, no, no. <laughs> but in my head, he's like the young guy in that Mercedes who just gets wiped out every race. So, um, well, he's done uh, many, many races. He's not, he's not um, inexperienced, that's certain, that's for sure. He's certainly got hmm. the number of races, he's quite old. Oh, God, that's awful. I don't know where I'm going with that. Anyway, <laughs> two wins last year, but really not that comfortable in the car, I would say. Nah. Oh, I said in the car, which is an awful expression that happens in motorsport. Because what else are you talking about? <laughs> There's no need to say in the car. Oh, the feeling wasn't very good in the car. What? what? On the toilet? What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> Motorhome might not have been up to scratch. You never know. But um, the, the, the two wins were brilliant. But it still doesn't feel like it was fully adapted to the three series, let's say, the rear wheel drive nature. 
And so hopefully mm. this year there's a more there's more I don't know, let's say latent pace in that combination to be fighting for not just reverse grid wins, but like, you know, race one. Yeah, I mean he was on a par with Jelly last year, I would have said, in terms of the results. And that's Jelly didn't have a great year either, so I I feel like Jelly could qualify better though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Jelly's racecraft was sometimes was a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. That's polite. Yes. <laughs> it's just a bit sporadic, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> it comes in course. <laughs> George Gamble, uh, I don't know anything about. He's 25 year old. He's won a couple of Geneta championships. He's been third in a couple of other championships, including the Porsche Carrera Cups. You guys seen him race at any point? He was good in Geneta Juniors. I remember seeing him. I can't remember when it was, but I remember hearing his name quite a lot when watching it. That's a good sign uh, because even Keel, Cars, and mm. it's a good proving ground. So you never I think know. He's got potential. It's just will he adapt to the touring cars? Will he adapt quick enough? But also the Genettas are rear wheel drive cars as well, which might and he's a lot of the other stuff he's been doing lately I think it's rear wheel drive. Mm. Yeah, if he came in and was do, driving like the Power Max Astro, yeah. there might be a challenge there because it's not only front wheel drive, but it might need some set at work or a, a clear direction. Mm-hmm. And he's not necessarily gonna prov- provide that being a rookie to touring cars. Mm-hmm. But being with Adam Morgan, who is experienced with the touring car scene, if not the car, and rear-wheel drive, yeah, let's, let's see what happens. Yeah. Thoughts on uh, Sicily livery? Or livery, however you want to say it. What do you say? Livery, I would I'd say. I'd say livery. I'd say livery as well. Yeah. If we're an American, we'd say paint scheme. <laughs> yeah. Or not, so that's good. No, but also <laughs> livery is... Yeah, I, I I like it only because it says hooch on it twice, and I used to drink hooch <laughs> when I was a young man. Uh, yeah, I didn't know it was still a thing until I saw this livery. <laughs> I like how they've got Mac oh. tools again, though, uh, supporting them in the in the front, and I like the little purple sash. Yeah, the purple is an improvement on last year, but I still think it's a horrible livery. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty isn't there. I have the beholder, Nick, mm. but. I had just noticed saying George Gamble does have my usual race number, so I might be supporting him. 42. Here we go. Yep. Our new driver to support this we've year. Got, we've got Gamble, Gamble Watch this year. Gamble Watch. <laughs> Please gamble responsibly. <laughs> there we go. We've uh, got the fun. Yeah, there we go. I was expecting you to come in with your Ray Winston from Bet365 there. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I can do that if you want. No, I'm not going to. No. Gamble responsibly. No. <laughs> So I'm interested to see what Alan Morgan does this year because it's a shocker at the end of the year. But I still think he's a good driver if he gets some luck. I think he could challenge for the title, like what you were saying, Nick, with Jack Goff, and he's mm. threatened to be consistent enough sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> which perfectly sums it up. I think it's just not quite there in terms of regularly challenging. I think that is his big problem. It's not pace; it's consistency. Yeah, because Adam Morgan's always the person who always won a few races. Oh. Why is he at the back this time? Yeah. Oh no, he's set on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's not his fault. It's just it just seems to be how it works each year. Yeah. Mm. So move on to the other BMWs run by West Surrey Racing, and we've got Rocket MB Motorsport, who is Jake Hill. Mark Bondale's money's fallen him to West Surrey Racing this year. Bit of a change for him going into the BMW. Yeah. Um, it's going to be real interesting to see if if he can manage that. Because 
he's been close to title contention for a few years and then it all goes wrong at certain points. Just randomly, he has a disastrous weekend and that's him. But he's also he's always he's always yeah. been there when he was in the in the Civic. Yeah, but he also has rear wheel drive experience in previous championships and in touring mm. cars. Um, in the Audi, yep. wasn't it? Um, and I think personally, I think he's gonna be a challenge to Turkey. Too. Ooh, but Ooh. I'll say a challenge. I don't think he'll <laughs> be ahead of him this year, but he'll be damn close. I think it's a risk. I don't doubt Jake Hill's ability. He's clearly in a great team and a great car. Well prepared, well tested, great backing. But you, you've got to think that Turkins has been in this car and this team for several seasons. And I just feel like this this could this has great potential, but it, it might be next year if they can swindle the uh, you know get the deal together for these sponsors for two seasons then next year could be the one this year like like you say he's got great pedigree on other series of rear-wheel drive but also uh, mm. he, he does uh, a fair amount of historic racing i believe yeah. predominantly rear-wheel drive stuff but i just think ah part of me just thinks there's going to be like the extra two percent that turkington has that you need to sort of learn for a year was a there was a good sign in test and he was second quickest in the final test, which was a good sign. But it was at Fruxton, I believe, that test, which I think there's going to be harder challenges for him. That in that yeah. car this year than than Fruxton. But queue him up for a Croft win. How about that? <laughs> oh yes. Now I think last year was actually probably his best year. It was unlucky. Well, he but... got two wins, uh, but another, f- I think it was four, or five podiums last year. Yeah, fifth mm-hmm. fifth overall was it? Yeah, so he, he done he done well. He started well, and then he, he just has those kind of weekends where it falls apart. It feels like yeah. Um, he's he's got the raw pace, but it just it just doesn't come together so far. But I remember last year uh, at Stetson in particular, he seemed to struggle with the tire wear of the softer compound. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to be an issue this year, is it? Because there's no compound changes. No. Yeah. Just going to benefit. No. Completely different car, though. But so. But yeah, yeah. Still. Uh, livery is black with some white letters on it. So three black BMWs is not going to be confusing. No, I'm not a big fan of that one. It doesn't have hooch on it. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great livery once again, but it is the traditional rocket livery that they run in other championships as well. So it's to be expected. Mm-hmm. It's still got some alcohol on it, I think, Colin. Is it? What's Ark? Is that beer? Ah, never heard of it. It looks like beer, but I've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah me neither. It's not one I've tried. We should, have a, we should have had a segment here where it's... I don't know if it is beer, actually. I take that back. Sorry. Um, I like the way you asked the Scotsman and not me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is alcohol here. You must know. <laughs> we should have a thing and we should be Googling what all these sponsor names are. There's some later on. I'm pretty on. sure it is Ark beer. Right, looking at the uh, rear window. Anyway, yeah, never heard of it. Some more BMWs. Yes, so Team BMW with the traditional BMW red, white, and blue liveries. Uh, Stephen Jelly and Colin Turkington, thirty-nine and forty years old between them. Stephen Jelly has three wins, ten podiums. Colin Turkington has sixty wins, one hundred and sixty-two podiums, and four titles. The, the, the wins are impressive, but the podiums are almost more impressive for me. Yeah, he's always there at the top. Always. 
Even when they had that 2015 year when he was in the Volkswagen CC. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Even, uh, was that the season he was with Plato? Or was that? It was, yeah. yeah. That wasn't a great year. I think Plato did all right that year. I don't think Colin was really quite there. No, but he still won races, had podiums, Mm. and was up there. Well, he did famously win the title one year with only winning one race all season. So That's true. Was it 2018? Missed the consistency. Oh, and he's a Wingfoot Award winner. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that was at the time. Uh, best no qualifier, idea. wasn't it? It was best qualifier, I'm sure. I think so. Yeah. I've given up on the Wingfoot Award. <laughs> I'm sure it was uh, the best qualifier. But yeah, four wins last year. He's going to be in the running. I think there's probably a, a group of five drivers you'd probably put in the running for the title. Maybe six. And he's definitely in there. Oh, Easily, he's odds on favourite, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, do you? Well, just because he nearly won it last year, but this year he's in the same car and team, mm. whereas Sutton isn't. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I would put him ahead. I mean, that's not me predicting, but I'm just saying if I, if I were mm. Ray Winston <laughs> and doing odds, no, we'll get to predictions at the end. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Stephen Jelly. Now, I seem to remember him having a <laughs> fairly decent start to the season last year and maybe even, did he have to give up a podium or something like that for Turkington at one point? Or was that Oliphant? I may be an Oliphant. I may be getting get my BMWs mixed up. But I do remember <laughs> Stephen Jelly getting a decent start yeah. to the season and then I remember him just disappearing from like the last three rounds and I don't know why. So I'm a bit I hope he can be supportive to Darkton and have a, some podiums himself, but I'm not really sure he will be special with Jake Hill in a similar car this year. Yeah, he is the third driver in that team, for sure, I think. Um, he's a good driver and he's a solid driver, but he's just not a great driver. I think it's just racecraft and how do you practice that, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think it can be up with the quickest on a good day. Mm. But you need to have a good day every weekend, every single race in the BTC yeah. yeah. So I would hope he's just more consistent this year. Yeah, I'd go along with that. On to the Cupras, which... Ah, now then. Have you got the team names? I do. But uh, it's some of my favourite looking car. I do like this Cupra. Uh, it's, a, it's a cool looking car, I think. Um, so first up is the Autobrite Direct with Journey Hero, ah. which is driven by Bobby Thompson. Now, I'm going to Google, what is Journey Hero? <laughs> 25 years old, car 19, 80 race starts in PTC, no wins so far, no podiums, but he did win the 2017, 2017 VW Racing Cup. And if he didn't win it, he was in it, because I can't remember if he was won it or not, but he, <laughs> he was in that. Um, yeah, and he was looking good when he when he was last back in touring cars. Two, mm. three years ago, was it? No? Mm-hmm. It was in the Audi. He was starting to get to a point where he looked like he could be very competitive, and then he had this accident, wasn't it? Yeah, Croft. That was Bobby Thompson, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he missed the end of the season for that. That was, that mm-hmm. was a big one. He went into the potato field. I'm surprised yeah. the car made it out for the next round. Fair play to the mechanics working on that, and the technicians. Mm. I feel like that year it wasn't that good. But you're right, <laughs> Croft, he was on the pace all through that weekend until that moment 
Yeah, it, it felt like he progressed. was improving yeah. throughout the season. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how he gets on now. I'm very happy to see him on the grid. Mm-hmm. Journey Hero, did you find? Yes, it's Isabella, who is a virtual uh, travel agent. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's an app. Oh, right, is, okay. Isabella yeah. is a virtural travel agent. I don't understand. <laughs> Fair enough. I've already given my opinion on the shape of the car. Livery judgment time. All right. It's which which one? Bobby Thompson. <laughs> Bobby Thompson. Yes. So, um, it's just a bunch of stickers on a white car. I feel. <laughs> yeah. It's not awful, but it's definitely not good. I like the yeah. pink. Yeah. The pink highlights actually add something to it. But... The stickers up the A pillar and across the roof. It's like you can't make them out. <laughs> no. We were going to Here's the thing: how much it would be to get a sticker on a car this year, weren't we? Mm. Probably too much. Yeah. Definitely. I can tell you now, it's definitely too much. The, <laughs> the, 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 here, the, here's the thing: we all obviously judge livery designs, and every most people do. It's purely subjective, right? So that's fine. But I actually don't mind when a car like this is a sticker bomb, because I appreciate that you need those to go racing, and I'd rather a car oh, yeah. with a poor livery. Than, and sponsors, then then no car on the grid. I do think some people on the internet completely forget that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. This livery is the worst thing in the world. So, all right, well, fine. That's just half the grid disappears in. So that'll be the end of our livery judgments for the episode. I didn't mean it like that. Just, uh, <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> but no, I, I do agree with what you're saying there. Yeah. But at the same time, I also do love to criticise yes. the livery. Yeah, 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 same. Oh, yeah, same. I'm <laughs> just caveating... Right. You're our chief design officer for liveries, so. <laughs> yeah, they're just overloaded in particular, Bobby Thompson's one. But that's, if he gets him on the grid. Yeah, yep. I suppose that's the difference between having one big sponsor that will give you a lot of money versus right. 100 mm-hmm. tiny sponsors who will give you five grand each or two grand each or whatever. And I could be wrong here, but like, the teams that have proven to be winners are more likely to gonna get the big sponsors... Yeah, mm-hmm. all the teams that have a driver associated with them that's also uh, uh, got a big following, let's say as well. But if you're trying to break through an up and coming driver with an up and coming team, you're probably going to have to work a lot harder to get smaller B two B businesses to club together bits to to get you drive. That's probably how you end up with something like that. On to the next team hard stable mate uh, is Nicholas Hamilton, who is driving the Yazoo with Safu dot com racing car. Oh, what Safu dot com? It is uh, Live Google part the two. highest paying auto staking and auto compounding protocol. The what? I think it's a crypto thing. <laughs> oh, interesting. That would make sense. Well, no, it may not be crypto. Safu provides decentralized financial asset which yes. rewards users with sustainable fixed compound interest model through the use of its unique SAT protocol. It's blockchain related. That is blo- uh, de- Decentralized is, mm. is blockchain based. Yeah. I have no idea what those words mean, but fair but enough. It's okay. They're funding a touring car. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they've got their own crypto, which they pay your interest in a crypto. Oh, okay. I don't understand crypto. I, I anyway, own some, I own some Dogecoin, which is now worth about two quid. So, um, isn't it pronounced Dogecoin? That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said Dogecoin. No, no, Doge. Sorry, I might, I might <laughs> be wrong. I'll find out now that, but um, yeah. I do like his car a bit more because it's got a giant Yazoo bottle on the side. I can relate to that sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit cleaner looking. 
It's got the kind of yellow orange feature rather than the pink. It's got the monster racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Cameron also, I think he scored a point in 2020. He's previously been in Renault Clio's and European Touring Cars. Don't have much to say on Nick Hamilton. No, I'm. I'm always kind of glad he comes back. Same. And I'm, I, I do think he is an amazing person. He doesn't have the pace of the majority of the the better touring car drivers, but for the limitations he has, he does brilliantly. Bravest driver on the grid. I really love mm-hmm. that he's pulling together the deals and putting a lot of effort together as well, which is a which yes. is a huge thing to not overestimate. He's even like designing his own livery design and stuff like this, mm-hmm. and the the effort and resilience is uh, astounding. So, I wish him all the best. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and we're talking about his pace in the touring car guide. His actual pace compared to most car, dri- drive, racing oh, yeah. drivers who would want to get in British touring cars, he's doing pretty well. To be in yeah. the fights that he was in last year and and well, the past couple of years, he was in that kind of midfield pack. It was fighting. About the fifteenth to twentieth position, I want to say, which I'd love to be in. Yeah, exactly. And the final Cupra is driven by thirty-three-year-old Aaron Taylor Smith, who I remember us talking last year at the preview episode, saying it was a strange one because before, at times he's shown he could be a great British car driver, and then mm-hmm. ends up just on the edge of the points all the time. Which we were, we were wondering what uh, what he would do last year, and again, I think he scored thirty odd points last year. He won four races before. I'm hoping he, he moves yeah. a bit further up the grid this year than he than he showed in 2021. I think he scored three more points than Dan Camish did in his three races. Oof, that's a damning statistic. But I still <laughs> think it's okay for the team that he was with in relative context. Oh yeah, I only think Jack. Jack Goff got the podium, which obviously meant he probably outscored him. But um, he's certainly a cut above the back third of the grid, mm-hmm. and so I hope he can progress further this year. Maybe be the team leader. Yeah, some top tens because I think his best finish last year was eleventh. Yeah, on the fringes. His career is interesting, isn't it, in British touring cars? Because I think yeah, there was a time where he had promise. And then he took out Plato at Knockhill, and Plato went off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he went off. He shouldn't deserve a license. Doesn't deserve a license. Bartram had to come out and defend him and say Plato's an idiot or something like this. <laughs> yeah. But then he had a few years in the motorbase NGTC car, and I think Matt Jackson outperformed him most of the time. Mm-hmm. But then he did well against Alan Menu, I thought, when they were teammates for a season. Was it 2014? In 2015, though. When he was already in that car and with that team, Plato and Turkington outperformed him. And I yeah. think that was a bit of a, ah, that was a bit of a, yeah, and a moment where you thought, ah, maybe he doesn't have the potential to win the title. But we'll see. It felt like there was two tiers in that team that season. Yeah, yeah it did. Um, mm-hmm. And he was kind of the, he was the third out of the four, basically. Mm. And, and then, of course, he was, he was in, with MG when that team was really in disarray. Mm. Uh, bad timing. Yeah. Well, that's the history of Valentin Smith. Sorry, we didn't. I do hope he does well, though. I do like him as a driver, but yeah, he's still got quite a bit to prove lately. And it's good to have a driver from outside of Great Britain on the grid. Yes, he's the only one, I believe. He was last year. I'm trying mm. to think. We haven't got anyone else this year. No, no. no, I don't think so. Nice, nice to go a bit international. Yeah. Yep. 
I mean, just across the water, but you know, you never know. Some we might get more exotic <laughs> as the years go by. Someone from the European Union. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably have to pay for a visa for this. <laughs> That's not gonna. No, on a motor base then, and we have Apex Racing with Beavis Morgan. And in that stable, we have Ollie Jackson and Sam Osborne. Another one, Ollie Jackson, didn't realise he was 37. But two wins his name, five podiums, including one last year. The, the motor-based car was a bit funny last year, I felt. There was times where it looked hmm. great, and then there was other races where it was absolutely nowhere. In 2020, in 2020, it looked like, wow, new world be to this. Yeah. Um... They had an inconsistent season, and Murray Butcher had a few incidents, including that, that massive shunt at Silverstone where, where it rolled across the track, right? Yeah. But it still looked yeah. really pacey. And last year, like you say, Jake Hill could could do sometimes some good things. But I think also Ollie Jackson's performance last year versus the year before is more telling because he won the two yeah. races and looked like a completely new driver in 2020. In 21, it started the season quite strong. And then just nothing happened. Nothing went his way. And unfortunately, it's one of those scenarios where if you qualify further down the pack, okay, it's, you can be unlucky, but if, you might, you, if you're in that quagmire, maybe you make your own luck. I mean, he had a lot of retirements last year, but I think, can't really remember, but I have a feeling a few of them were his own fault as well. There was definitely some maladies. And he was very unlucky with yeah. a few things, but there was also a few contretemps, mm. which is never a good. Like I say, if you if you're driving around the lower half of the mid pack, it's it's yeah. a bit elbows out sometimes. If you just opened up your thesaurus and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're, throwing word, you're throwing words here, far outside my vocabulary. <laughs> That's the end of it. Though. That's all I've got. <laughs> Sam Osborne, uh, for a pretty anonymous season for him last year, but. I always thought he was a fairly decent driver. He's one oh, I put up there with Daniel Rowbottom, who who did well in junior formulae, front-wheel drive, then progressed to British Touring Cars and didn't really do anything, except Rowbottom came back and did do something. And I mm-hmm. haven't seen Sam Osborne take that step up yet. Um, so it's the second year with this team. Is it third year on the grid? Or fourth year, maybe? Did he do a year in MG, then a Civic, then... Yep, yep. This is fourth season. So now's the year for a podium, at least. I hope so. What do you think to yeah, the livery? Eh, red and black. I mean, I'm not a big fan. I think it would be better red and white, but same. That's a. Uh, I'm partial colorblind, so I could be talking nonsense. Oh right, now you tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I can see red and black, but yeah, I'm not not the greatest I like, fan. I like, I like it. I like. Do it. you? I think Alcon and Apec are both brake companies. M- Milwaukee is uh, Tools, which is quite a cool sponsor to bring on board, I think. And I just think, I don't know the full financial ins and outs of this particular team, it's unfair to mention, but you've also got the Weary Tools sponsorship and Beavis Morgan, which I think is Ollie Jackson has that sponsor. So there's a, there's a lot of sponsors and a nicely designed livery. And I say, well done, because... These are not necessarily... Okay, Ollie Jackson has won two races, but neither of these drivers are championship contenders, so it's a good... Yeah. However, to have two well-backed cars in this team and two extremely well-backed cars in the other two motor base performance-run foci, if 
That's correct. <laughs> so, what well, all I'm saying is, Peter Osborne, is it Peter? God, I hope it is. Sam Os- Osborne Senior. Osborne Senior, good way of saying it, has done not only a good job of just, you know, funding the team as like a hobby for his son or whatever it might be or whatever people might say, but he's actually got drivers and sponsors on board with backing to, from the outside anyway, fund the team in a in a proper way and I'm very, very impressed by that. Mm. If you look at BTC Racing, okay, they've got sponsorship this year but they haven't had for the last few years properly mm. even though the team has clearly got funding in place whereas with Osborne Senior and Motorbase, they've got the sponsors and the backers on board and it's just, it's just brilliant. I'm, I'm bowled over by the... Uh, Business acumen on board here. It's going. To, yeah, they've done well. It's going to be a good comparator for these two, and the Fiesta or the Focus, sorry, um, against the other motor-based cars. The Napa Racing mm-hmm. UKs of Ash Sutton and Dan Camish. If the if these, I think we both can kind of, we all can kind of expect that these two guys will be towards the top. But if yeah. if Ollie Jackson and Sam Osborne are fighting for points as well. Inside the top ten, and that'll be a, I mm-hmm. think a good, that'll be a good standard that they've got to. Yeah. Because I don't I find the big championship contenders, but I think the other two definitely will be. Yeah. They must be. Shall we move on to Napa Racing? Yes. So Ash Sutton, obviously twenty-four wins, fifty podiums, three championships, including last year. Dan Camish only did the first round last year after losing his drive with the Hondas which still seems completely bizarre to me. Mm. But he did yep. a year in push. He did in a money. Um, which... Yep, again. <laughs> After so many years away, it was very impressive because I thought it was a risk factor. If you go back, you have to dominate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think he dominate, dominated per se, but he won it mm-hmm. convincingly. And that was yeah. supreme. And it was a much more competitive grid in Carrera Cup than I think it was when he won before as well. Yeah, and uh, he said that he actually, in the end, did have a last-minute offer to touring cars, but he'd committed to the sponsors and the teams in Porsches, so stuck to it. Mm-hmm. And fair yeah, play, because it's worked out for Yeah, exactly, it yeah, worked out well in the end. Well, it, it shows his class as well last year when he jumped in the other Civic with a completely different engine, and his first weekend got a fourth and a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's a I could, we could have won a, a race there, but he was maybe playing a team game as well. Definitely. Um, quality driver... Could have won the championship a couple of years ago without a tire failure or a suspension failure or something like that. Brands Hatch. I think it was brakes, was it? Was it? He went flying yeah. at the top of the first straight. Yeah, out of the back. In the dark. So I'm really excited to see how these two, how close they are, and if they're going yeah. to be fighting. Sutton in front wheel yeah, drive. I'm curious about. Yeah, I'm I'm so hyped for Sutton in front wheel drive because often I think he gets tarnished with the stick of, oh, well, you had the best car. Oh, he's only winning because it's a Subaru, even, <laughs> though he, even though he absolutely thrashed all of his teammates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some well, of them yeah. of a, a lofty stature as well. And so front wheel drive again after he won with an MG once, but also he's clear mm-hmm. a cup champion. So it's been... It's been a while between drinks, but I believe in him, and I think he's he'll be on the pace straight away. Oh yeah, well, and um, he was ahead of Josh Cook, wasn't he? When they were both teammates as well, and Josh Cook's very good in front wheel drive. He was, yeah. and he was quickest at thrucks and tests, setting a new lap record as well. So mm. the signs are already there that he might be adapting pretty quick. 
Also of note, these two cars are new chassis. Yes, they are, aren't they? Those two. Don't know if that affects things, but you, you, it makes you wonder if the other ones are a bit tired and if it... There's got to be a reason for well, building new ones, right? So maybe you do some slight changes or the structural rigidity is improved. Presumably Andy Neat had one of them last year. So that one's going to be trash. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, their parts bill is going to go down a lot. So that could help. Very true. They don't, well, they're sponsored by a parts company, so maybe they could have true. Uh, deals on certain parts anyway. Mm. Well, we're talking about uh, cars with lots of stickers and sponsors on them. This one's probably one of the plainest. It's blue and yellow with Napa plaster on it, and then there's a couple of other stickers on the... Super. The roof Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love this livery, though. I think it's not so much what's going on with the sponsor or everything. I just like the colours section. I think it just stands out really nicely. I, I personally love it because it's a big company sponsoring a team with mm. supposedly, you know, potentially paid drivers and enough backing to build new chassis and test and... Oh, we need more of that in the BTCC. Oh, man, I sound like entitled. We need mm. more. Ugh, sorry. <laughs> but I just mean it's it raises the stature of the series, having sponsors that understand it. What I like about it as well, they've got big numbers plastered on the side, so it'll make it easier than yeah. looking for little yellow ones. True. I think it's very American, that. And I think maybe that comes yeah. from Napa's sponsorship of like NASCAR or Alexander Rossi in IndyCars and stuff. And now... Yeah, love it though. BTCC, yeah. It's mad to think that Ash Sutton's only 28 and he's won three titles. Yeah. Mad. Yeah, On... true. He could, he could have another 20 years left. <laughs> yeah. You've, we keep saying it, but sure there's got to be another challenge for him at some point, but maybe he just loves doing this. I mean, if he stays in touring cars, surely he's going to have the record number of titles. Take it from Andy Brown's way. Yeah. Yeah, well, and Turkington, Turkington is yeah, side now. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it'll ever match Plato's n- number of wins just because of the way the championship is these days. Hmm. He is 75 behind? No, 73 behind. Yeah. You, just, you can't win like 10 plus races a year like Plato would have done back in like, the Super Touring or just past the Super Touring era. Yes. Um, S2000. Yeah. BTC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's ever going to get anywhere near that number of wins. I wonder what season he won the most amount of win- races in. That's a slight tangent. We'll come back to that another time. <laughs> One of the team that I'm quite excited to see what they do this year is Halford Racing McCackley. Um, the Honda Civics with Dan Rotbottom and Flash Gordon. <laughs> Gordon was a bit erratic, I think, at times last year. Very much so. But still managed to bag himself a couple of wins towards the end. I'm I'm hoping that he'll settle back into it this year and he'll be in title contention because I think me and Nick both picked him for the title last year. And Yeah, uh, that, that went well. Yeah, we both got egg on our face there. But huge experience, three titles, 50 wins. If he settles back down and that Honda's not got some of the same issues that they had at the start of last year, I think that he could be up there. And Dan Rowell, I think, surprised all of us last year. With, he's won one during the season. Um, mm. None of us really understood why they took him over Camish, other than the obvious. But 
I thought he did pretty well for a for a basically a rookie season in that car. I thought he did pretty well there. Oh yeah, definitely. Won the Jack Sears I mean, trophy. Which I still, I still yeah. don't know how you win that, but So drivers who have not had a podium before. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he did do very well, but I think pointed out last year he had very good pedigree in the Clio Cup. Mm. Which is always a good test bed for touring car drivers. Yeah, and I suppose when he did join the BTCC it was with uh, the older Sicily Mercedes. Yeah. It didn't quite work out. Then had the year off. So that meant expectations were low. But it wasn't just the win. I mean, that was superb, actually. The win was superb. But the the, the consistent top 10 pace was a real yeah um, surprise. And that. I would say he has an outside shot at the title. Mm. A, a big outside shot, I should say. It could but be one of those years. Results going the right way. Yeah, but it could be one of those years where there's eight people left at the end of the season. <laughs> and Robot could be one. Now we see. That's interesting. You've gone the other way now. Before the season started, oh, low expectations. And now the title's been mentioned. It's <laughs> funny how things change, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Shedden's got a new chassis. Fun fact. Oh, yes, he does. Which, uh, once again, I don't know if that's just because they were building one for BTC and they thought they'd use it. Yeah, well, there was going to be, I think we should probably touch on now, there was a couple of loaner TBLs handed out, uh, and none of them were used in the end. It sort of defeated the object, mm-hmm. wasn't it? It was a bit embarrassing, I thought. So one was for yeah, that's very odd. Dynamics, one was for Speedworks Toyota, and one was for BTC, right? And, mm-hmm. and none of them were filled. And it sounded like there was maybe some deals in the offing to fill those that all sort of fell through which you never want to see but it just sounds a bit I suppose you have to have the TBL in order to get the deal it's just a weird scenario where you have to have that yeah. to then try and get the deal but there's no guarantee the deal's going to be signed yeah it was just odd wasn't it I al- I always thought the loaner TBLs were going to be for manufacturers you know just in case a manufacturer signs in now you could argue that Toyota well Toyota is and Halford's Racing with Cataclean is a constructor but BTC isn't. No. So it was a weird, extra weird scenario. I mean, it's a shame. Clearly there was something in the offing there. Who knows? Maybe we'll never know what was going on. Maybe Matt Neal was trying to drive yeah. for this team again. That's where I was going to go with this. <laughs> yeah, no Matt Neal again. So it looks mm. like that retirement might be permanent. I mean, it wasn't a full retirement. And we've seen this year, Plato said, this is my final year because it's nice if I go to a track, people know... That's going to be the last time I'm going to see him in touring cars. Mm. And I wonder if there was something trying to trying to get extra backing for Neil to do the same. So it would be it would be both their final seasons. And that would have been cool. And I would have gone to spectate a couple of rounds to see that. <laughs> to see one of them on the roof. Well, yeah, but I mean, actually, they haven't clashed for many years, yeah. have they? But just to, just to sign off in a good way, it would have been the perfect timing. For them both to do one last year, but not to me. Speaking of Jason Plato, he is on the grid. There was a speaking of deaf old men. <laughs> uh, there was a bit of doubt whether he'd be on the grid this year after his apparent falling out with Paramax, but he is back. He's with Rich Energy. They're back as well. Rich Energy BTC mm. Racing. Who I've got some sponsors, so that's good. And he's teaming up with Josh Cook and Jade Edwards, who keeps her drive. Plato and Cook, I think, came together 
couple of times last year. Uh, there was one where I think Cook was a lap down and being a bit of a Jack the Lad, which Plato didn't take kindly to. And, Called him a uh, rude word on TV. He did. Well, not on ITV, yeah. but on pitch, BTCC. So it would be it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see those two together. Uh Cook did really well last year. Was unlucky with a disqualification at Silverstone. But he had won I think five races last year. Could have been so, in title contention, finished first. Yeah, really good year. Bounced back after a uh a subpar suboptimal in the words of Ron Dennis, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty nineteen he was in championship contention. Twenty twenty that was when he smashed the car up at Knockhill and stuff. And then 21, back on form again. I mean, to mm. me, this is going to sound really harsh. My prediction, based on nothing, being an idiot, is that I don't think Cook's got anything to worry about with Plato being in the team. I think he's just going to be miles ahead of him. But if there's a chance of a, of a win, I don't know. I just think Jason's strategies all year is going to be playing for that reverse grid draw, right? Yeah, I. I mean, theoretically, Plato is in with a shot at the title, but I don't think he is. I think Cook will be the team leader. In points, probably not, in the media, because <laughs> Plato will claim that. But yeah, not realistic. I mean, I, I think Josh Cook has a very good chance of competing for something this year. Me too. Me too. I've not really seen much of Jason on TV the past few years, because he's been nowhere. So. I think, weirdly, he's on it a lot. And then if his dander goes down and things don't go his way, it, these days he seems to sort of just back out of it. And then also he's quite tentative on track. Uh, it, uh, there were some times last year where uh, Jason Plato of old would have either tried to get a cut back or not been on the outside or, or tried to force the issue, but he just sort of let it happen. And I think that's when... He's not in the right frame of mind because he's not gelling with the team and politics might be going on in the background, right? Mm. So what I just hope is it's mm. a final year. So just put everything in. Try it. Just, no, that makes it sound like I'm saying he's not trying. That's not true at all. <laughs> I just hope he has a clear frame of mind and we see a little little spark that's been missing for, well, since Thruxton last year. Do we see Jason get his free wins that he needs to get to 100 before he retires? I can see it. I could see it happening, but I don't think it will. Mm. I've got a feeling he'll get two. <laughs> he can't retire in 99, though. That's just like... <laughs> well, that's his number. Oh. Well, it's not his number now, is it, actually? That's Jade's number, but it was his number for a while. Yeah. I hope he gets it. Um, I do. Two titles... 100 wins, that'd be a nice, nice little number for him. Yeah, it'd be really mm. brilliant for everybody involved and the championship. And with that in mind, if he's not 99 wins and he's leading the race, no one's getting past. I don't want to see that. <laughs> you know, yeah, that'll be a, exactly. just such a spectacle. Yeah. Oh, sweepstake. How many races do you think it'll be before Jason complains about a lack of straight line speed? Ooh, well, <laughs> it is a new engine this year. <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely a chance. I'm going to say round four. Nick, what are you taking? I mean, he's complaining about it every year for the past 12, so... Um, just trying to think. Donington... <laughs> Don't put too much thought into this. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say 
in the first round. <laughs> Not necessarily the first race, but the first round. He will say at some point at Donington. Oh, God, and Bennett. Yeah. I need to write down these predictions down. We should actually... You have to say one comment. <laughs> I will say... Thruxton. I'll give, I'll give him to Thruxton before he, he mentions it. So that's the third round. Well, right. it's not the third round. It's the third meet rounds, 79. Right, I've written that down. <laughs> and Jade Edwards kept her seat last year, but we weren't really sure if she would because she was kind of in that Andy Neat fight all year. Yeah. Um, she did get one point. She had a, she had a couple of incidents that, well, incidents that weren't her fault. Andy Neat wiped her out, I think, at Fruxton. Um, yeah. Shedden wiped her out at Fruxton again. Yep. Then she took out Shedden at Silverstone. Yeah, I was going to say, that and... was her fault. <laughs> yeah, that one was her fault. Oh, but I like but... to be, see a you know, feisty nature. You've got to do, you've got to get you stuck in at touring cars. However, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not sure about that one. But, but after a year, kind of in that pack just outside the points, I'd like to see her step out and actually be fighting for the points more often this year. Because it was the same group of cars at every single race week that was fighting... Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, I'd, you want to see some of those people step out. And I hope Jay can do that. Rick Parfit, Hamilton, Edwards, Neat. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm pleased she's back. Same. Um, but she needs to improve this year to have any chance of staying again. Couldn't agree more. Mm. Okay, on to the... The car that I was looking at last week, thinking I'd make fancy one of those. Oh yeah, you yes. should. You should get one. Yeah, if I had money, I would and could find one. I would, but um, they're, uh, they're not the cheapest. But they'll, they'll look quick. You had one, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I saw it about six months ago. What did they get? It's superb. Yeah. Hmm. But well, I'm gonna clarify that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the i30n. At max attack, maximum attack, there's nothing quite like it. We just have our drive everywhere, so that's fine. Brilliant, but when you're not at that, it's a bit annoying. Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit compromised in... Uh, it's very, very, very easy to stall, and the turning circle is bigger than the Titanic's, so it's a bit uh, cumbersome. Well, that's just how Hyundai's go, because I had an old Hyundai Coupe, and the turning circle was about... 28 meters so <laughs> it was a uh, i'm used to it i think yeah but when you when you're flat out you know in the yorkshire dales there's not a hint <laughs> of talks to you there's grip, grip for days it feels purposeful mm. loved it i didn't mention the liveries for the honda or the other honda i've only seen the, the rich energy one from the front yeah that's all they've revealed i think but i would say that dynamics uh looks a bit nicer it's got like a pattern on it this year mm. yeah, and the BTC ones were a bit plain yeah I prefer the black mm. over the grey I hate that grey on that Honda can we just go back to Jason Blater again quickly okay he's driving a Matt Neal built car right yeah and Steve Neal <laughs> it's a Matt and Steve Neal joint <laughs> and he's whip should I say and uh, <laughs> there's no excuses in so much as it's a proven chassis oh yeah it's a race winning car correct which the astra really wasn't in the last few years mm -hmm. yeah i agree with that 
Back to Hyundai's. Yeah. Back to Hyundai's. So no pasty power. The, no pasties, but they have the Bristol Street Motors yeah. with AccelerateTraceCars.com team. Oh my word, that's the name. That's the name. It is. And we have four cars running this year. Tom Chilton, Tom Ingram, Jack Patel and Dan Lloyd on Hyundai's. So Tom Chilton, independence winner at world and British level, 14 wins. We were really disappointed with him last year. And oh, we were a yeah. bit surprised if he'd stay. But he's obviously he's out of the BMW, which he said he struggled with. And he's in a yep. Hyundai, which front wheel drive. So yep. he did say that would be his preference if he stayed. A race winner on once a championship contender, but it's been many years since we've seen anything uh, exceptional from Tom Chilton. And it's another scenario where you sort of think, give it two years, Tom, not just one. Mm. Yeah. But he did that in motorbase for shredded wheat. Unfortunately, the first year was really good and the second year wasn't. But uh, I also think in the second year, um, there were some it wasn't necessarily him and the team but the, some other new cars came on the grid that took a lot of results away that year it was politically quite terse I think I think that was the first year the 3 Series BMW came on the field and, and dominated whereas the year before that he finished third overall in BTC and could have I think he was in contention for the title towards the final round but um, then with BTC racing and Sicily racing not not being that good not been that good. I also have not last year drove the Hyundai in the electric series and he isn't this year. So I'm hoping maybe he's just focused on this. Yeah, it's about time he, he uh, picked up a bit. What was it, the shredded wheat Fords was the last time he was yeah. properly competitive? exactly, exactly that. Yeah. The other Tom, however, I'm going to repeat the same thing I say about Tom Ingram every year. He's got the pace, but he always finds himself in situations he shouldn't be in a fight that he shouldn't have been in or he's in the gravel where he shouldn't be or he's like he gets involved too much uh, and ends up getting a bit of bad luck but three wins last year I thought he was dark horse to the championship end up finishing fourth mm. I think he'll be dead or thereabout this year but stop with stop the 21st at Oton and the daft stuff that happens to him which doesn't seem to happen to like Ash Sutton or Tuckington. Which I think some says doing, some of it hasn't been, but he always seems to get involved in things he shouldn't. He's got to be up yeah, there as a favourite this year. I still think last year, I think you've got to remember where that team was mm-hmm. before he arrived, and this is year two now. Mm. Yeah. Well, he took his engineer with him, didn't he? he did. Last year. But mm-hmm. it's still a new environment. There'll be still different characteristics to the car. This year, of course, a new engine as well, but still, this has got to be the year. No, it doesn't have to be at all. There's hopefully many <laughs> years left him in, in his career. Oh, yeah. yeah. But if there is going to be a year where you say, oh, title contender, I think people are sleeping on Tom Ingram's abilities, and I feel like he's he should be right up there with the favourites. I want to see him in a straight fight with Sutton more often than we've seen last year. Yeah. Yeah, because looking at his results last year, I mean, like the second rounds at Fruxton, tenth, twelfth, fifth, not really in it. Alton Park, nineteenth, tenth, twenty-first. I mean, you're not going to win titles with weekends like that when yeah. Sutton puts in the performances that he he's been doing. Mm. But Ingram versus Sutton could be the next 
Neil versus Plato. If Tom's a bit, yeah, more considered in certain moves, <laughs> let's say. On the cars, I do like this one. Blue, orange and white. Uh, little blue, orange accents around the front trim. I do like this one. Yeah, it looks, is it orange on Ingram and red on Chilton? Or is that just how the pictures are? I can't tell, you know. It could be just a dark day. <laughs> yeah. Well, you are asking someone colorblind, but the, the, the day, they do definitely look different between the photos. So. And I feel like the blue's mm. different on the other two cars. The boys, oh, it, it is. The boys pale on other ones, which mm. is... They've got the Draper Tools sponsorship on one of them, at least, I think. Or not, not in this They picture. have. They're f- I believe they are almost a separate entry, but they are under the same team name. Mm, yeah. Oh, Dan Lloyd's car looks like it has no sponsors at all. Oh, it's it. changed since that image that we're looking at. Is here. it? Yeah. Right, those, I think that was the launch image, so... Yeah, that was testing at Croft, I think, but it's changed since then. I actually think, speaking of sleeping on people, Dan Lloyd, mm. let's go. Yeah. He pulled out four podiums in a car that some other driver was really struggling with at that point in the year. <laughs> yeah. Now, for me, Dan Lloyd is the number two in that team behind Ingram. Mm. And not f- not far behind either. Yep. That's a good point. Yeah. You put him ahead of Chilton. I think I would, in terms of form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a good fight. Yeah, we want to see Dan Lloyd winning a few races and causing a bit of a ruckus. TCR champion, of course. Yeah. Generally quick in everything he drives. Yeah, remember when he was putting in great performances in um, the Eurotech Honda? Yeah, no. For me, I think, yeah, he'll be up there as well. He'll be in the top 10 quite comfortably. I mean, he he finished 11th in last year's standings with a car that was not Mm. particularly competitive. Mm -hmm. Jack Pitel, on the other hand, though, will be much further down, I feel. I think he's from Jersey, isn't he? Was it? Yeah. Is that good or a bad thing? Don't know, don't know where I was going sure. with that. Don't know where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> he is from Jersey, yes. Just happy to be on the main line. He needs to be uh, quicker. But I'm yeah. going to be supporting him because I've got a signed metal print thing and a cap. So come on, Jack Brutel. I mean, he did improve, improve, <laughs> improve from 2020 to 21. Yep. He had three points finishes last year and he only had one the season before. And I'm hoping he can do that. And Sim car. F- yeah. Mm-hmm. Missed the final round. I can't remember why. Oh, I can't yes. remember why either, but that's why Andy Wilmot was driving it. I can't remember why either. <laughs> Sometimes when you see someone miss a round, you go, oh, what was the reason there? You know, But but he's back for another season, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fair play. Pope as well. And then we're on to the Scottish team. We're on to Laser Tools Racing. Got Aidan Moffat and Dexter Patterson in the Infinities. Yeah. Dexter Patterson, 18 years old for Glasgow, competed in Formula 4. Uh, I think he's won regional local karting championships. And apart from that, I know absolutely nothing else about him. I don't, I don't know. Being only, being only 18, then he's had little to no exposure. Nick? Yeah, I literally know nothing about him as well. Um, no. Well, it's good to see a, a properly young driver getting a chance. But yeah, there's not a lot else to say about him at the moment. We just have to see how well he does. Fair point. You don't actually see too many young drivers going to BTCC. It's like a 
some way because it's quite very very competitive you almost have to be quite experienced mm. first however the last person I remember being very young was Ada Moffitt coming in and True. I think he was the youngest at the time and I can't mm. believe he's only 25 but he's done 240 races <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's four wins 12 podiums they won once last year and had three other podiums it was a it was a weird one because 2020 wasn't that the one where the they were testing a car basically for the full year. Uh, for, uh, yeah, it was. And then before the season started, he was supposed to have been testing basically the 2021 car. Yeah, before the season started, they binned it and started again. Mm. So it was kind of wasted. Um, but it was kind. It was in the point most rounds last year. Had a few podiums. It was just it wasn't on the pace of Sutton most weekends. I thought it was his best year in a long time. Yeah, yeah. He's just up against the best driver in the grid. It was, yeah, it showed yeah. Up at times, but it, it would show up most people. Uh, yeah, exactly. It shows up several other drivers that I'm not going to mention now. That have uh, been yeah. his teammate. <laughs> I thought three podiums, but not just that. A four podium, sorry, it, and a, and a win. But mm-hmm. it was okay. Those two results were at Croft, and Croft sometimes favours rear-wheel drive cars. Definitely does. But <laughs> it was more his pace across the year. There's some inconsistencies there still. I also thought it was unlucky sometimes, like at Thruxton, his car just turned off. Yeah. That was it. And uh, I feel like it mm. was re- reasonably high up in that race as well. But it it was the most impressive season for him in a long time because there was a pace that's been missing for a few years. Sort of came back. And I didn't there weren't too many rush manoeuvres, which no. in his early years he definitely has done that in the Merc especially. There were some uh, dangerous rejoins a few times. Yeah. That's where Gil learned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping Aiden does quite well this year. Um, Team leader this time. Yeah, that could make a big difference. Team is shaped all around him. I don't know if that'll be a good thing or a bad thing, we'll find out. Yeah, it can be easy being Sutton's teammate, but I no. thought he coped pretty well with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sutton wasn't a great qualifier for a bunch of last year, probably the weight and that as well. Aye, but, but his championship leader so yeah. for a lot of yeah. it. Yeah, but Moffat was near near them in quite a few rounds, so uh, I'm hoping he does quite well. I don't think he'll be in title contention, but definitely he'll be in the running for uh, top seven, eight in the championship. It's good for the championship. In general, if uh, Adam Moffat does well, because it's another body style, shape, manufacturer-ish, mm-hmm. uh, near the front of the grid. You know, I just, I'd personally like to see a variety of different vehicles winning. Yeah. And well, let's hope Moffat does well. He's one of those drivers who's got SSA car between seasons, so yeah, that can all be a good thing. He does have a lot of experience for the AGs as well, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, it's wild. Another Infinity, but run by Upton Steel with Euro Car Parts Racing, aka Team Hard, is Rick Parfit Jr., who is 47 years old, which you might, might want to start dropping Jr. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but, obviously, two-time British GT champion, didn't score any points last year, he was always in that fight, just outside the points. Yeah. Bit of a mad livery this year. He missed rounds last year, but I think that was covid from memory or a bad back I think might even be 
Yeah, didn't he have a but, bad crash that set something off as well? Well, not necessarily a bad crash, but something that did his back. I, I, I kind of remember him having a couple of instances, incidents, incidents at <laughs> uh, Not Kill. Yeah. Because there was a there was something happened in front of me which sent a lot of gravel into my groin, and I can't remember if that was right <laughs> spinning on the exit of the chicane. But uh, yeah, yeah, good luck, Rick. <laughs> I've not much else to say about him. I hope. I think rear wheel drive will suit him more because I don't think he had much, if if any, front wheel drive experience, and then jumped into the British Touring Car Championship, which is you know the pinnacle of front wheel drive yeah. driving technique, right? So. That's that's a positive, rear-wheel drive. Slight negative is uh, testing has been hampered. Yeah, I, I believe so. he has done one session of testing, which mm-hmm. is brilliant. But like at the preseason launch and stuff like this, he, there were some issues with the hybrid system and etc. 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 with the car, and it, he's been hampered. So he's going to need at least half a season to even get used to this vehicle before he can yeah. then start improving. He does have a. I know they're in different teams, but Dexter Patterson being a complete rookie, that could be sort of a good yardstick for him. Comparison, yeah. You know, how do those two stack up? Yeah, I'm quite pleased to see him back to see how well he does, but it needs to be a lot better than last year because that was... I'll try not to say the words poor, but it was poor. But (laughs) let's say... As you said, Tom, he doesn't have much experience in touring cars or front-wheel no. drive, so it's understandable. Yeah, there was just a few few mistakes where you think, oh, okay, that's just a getting used to front-wheel drive. I think, mm-hmm. it, did he dive-bomb Nick Hamilton at Brands Hatch and the front, front axle locked, and when that happens, you just you can't do that. So you need to learn how to mm-hmm. break in a fashion that doesn't where that doesn't happen. And there was a couple of times where he was like overcorrecting a slide and stuff, where again, you know, we all... In theory, not that we can do it ourselves as as armchair yeah. pundits, but like you know, you for the throttle, and he was maybe trying to catch the slide sometimes like a rear wheel drive car, and that didn't help. Um, dare I say it was a bit of the oh crap, I've forgotten the person's name. Ha! Dun dun dun. Who had the alcohol breathalyzer testing company? Oh, <laughs> that was. <laughs> Rob Austin's teammate, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to say Will Bratt, but is that right? No. That, that was a Rob Austin teammate, but it wasn't him I'm thinking of. It was the AlcoSense sponsorship, wasn't it? AlcoSense, yeah. And then he, he drove for Rob Austin in rear-wheel drive. And then he drove for Powermax, front-wheel drive Chevy. And for the entire season, once around, would would spin because he wouldn't floor the throttle when it went sideways. Because there was a few pile-ups because it was a catchable side, in my opinion. Not that I can drive... But it just looked like it from the from the vision. Of, Hunter Abbott. Oh, Hunter Abbott, yeah. Thank Dare you, I say it, Rick Parfit had a spot of the Hunter Abbots last yep. year a few times, and so the Infinity will will hopefully change that. <laughs> On our promotion team then, and we're with Toyota Gazoo Racing UK, where we've got Ricky Collard back, which I'm quite looking forward to seeing, and Rory Butcher and the other Toyota. Rory Butcher. That was a wild season as well, right? Yeah, bunch of retirement which screwed him, but then he still had three wins and another three podiums on top of that. Yeah, or is it two and a half wins? <laughs> Wasn't one of the Silverstone ones under yellow flag? 
Oh, I can't remember. I don't know who did this. <laughs> he ever took someone the yellow flag at Silverstone, but it, it stayed for some reason. Mm. Was that the one that Josh Cook got disqualified on as well? Mm, yes, it was. Second race. Anyway. Yeah, I can't remember. Rory, I hope does well. I mean... Same. What else can you say? He's quick, but just those retirements killed him last year. Mm-hmm. It was like every time he was starting to build a bit, had a couple of good results, then it just he had a disaster. Like, not kill was shocking for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. kill seems to be shocking for every Scottish driver. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, true. But... But, this but, seems to be a curse. But. But one of the knuckle races, he arguably wiped himself out by moving. The, the the move overtake was done into turn one, was it, with Aidan Moffat? And he sort of moved back to the left to try and turn in, but the car mm-hmm. was the other car was there, so he speared off. And yeah. Thruxton, yeah. at the first round, uh, a heavy, heavy shunt, which then put him back. The, the team did really well to get him out again, but then it put him back at the pack, and there was, was it Parfit and... Um, Baldly were involved in some sort of imbroglio and then he got caught up in there. And So just un- unfortunate things like this, which were all sort of caused by some overdriving sometimes. Mm. But I, genu- I do think he's a championship contender. I really hope so. So fingers crossed, Rory. Uh, I-, I felt like at times as well, he wasn't quite fully gelled with the, the setup of the car and its characteristics, but as the year progressed, yeah. that certainly improved. So, yeah, he, he definitely had a coat. slow start with the car. He did, yeah. I think um, he definitely has the pace of the other championship contenders. Just doesn't seem to have the luck. But that has to change at some point. I can't remember what happened at Alton Park. Like he won the first race, but did he break down the second one? Uh, he won the second race at Alton Park and retired. Oh, the sorry, was the third one then? It was in. Yeah. Oh, wasn't he involved in a? Uh, that's it. Someone's brakes failed and wiped him out in the third race. And that's just very unfortunate. Like, you know, oh, you've got a fourth, a first, ah, oh, and a zero. Mm. Not that that was his fault at all. That was but indicative of his season. Yeah. I mean, the last thing I want to do is badmouth Mr. Sam Smelt. But this year, I think he's got a much better teammate who's going to be pushing potentially for wins, etc. And I think that can only help push him along as well. Yeah. I don't um, doubt Ricky Collard's talents or abilities. It's front-wheel drive, though, and that might take a, a bit of getting used to. That's true. His dad, though, people often forget that his dad drove for many years and, and did very well with front-wheel drive. Like, he was yeah. obviously seen as the BMW driver, right? He yeah, drove yeah. Uh, Astra and a Seat before that. Oh, before the Astra in the production cup with a Clio, I think. Yes. And then in his final year, Rob Collard had the Astra and actually got a couple of podiums in it. I often forget he did that. It was really weird. Yeah. yeah, and I think Ricky Collard had BMW. this. Yeah, Ricky Collard had this. So maybe he gets some tips from his dad. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> Ricky Collard's career was like this upward trajectory, and then it sort of mm. petered out. So I'm, I'm happy that he's got a, a prominent drive. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, when he substituted for his dad last year, I think his dad had a concussion. Yeah. Mm. For a few rounds and was nothing than that. Um, he got a podium race one at Silverstone. Um, and he was competitive throughout and then yeah. it was one of those you were expecting will his dad come back and take the seat or will he try and yeah. get his son there but I think Rob came back for another I think two years before going to British GT um, but I'm excited to see if Ricky 
back and see what he can do because he's every time I've seen him, he's been quick. Yeah, definitely. R- Ricky had a couple of tryouts for BMW with a Class One DTM car mm-hmm. in like a young driver test, and I was really hoping. I did feel like he deserved the DTM drive, but for whatever reason, it didn't work out. So uh, I know it's debatable if DTM was touring cars, but hmm. I'm happy that yeah. Ricky is in a touring car drive. Uh, with some with the Toyota uh, name attributed to it as well. And it's also good to see the, the Collard sponsorship on the rear boot lid. Yeah, mm. I saw that. Brings back fond memories. Mm. <laughs> Red, white and black. Yes or no? Thumbs up, down. I'm going to give it thumbs up because it, for me it represents Toyota back in the team. It's a weird one for me because everything there looks good, but for some reason I don't like it, but I can't tell you mm. why. Right, so in theory it should, but it doesn't. Yeah, there's just something about it that doesn't gel with me, but it's all there's nice lines to it, it's not overcrowded. I, I just can't explain why I don't like it. <laughs> so, all eyes on Ricky this year, I think, in that one. Mm. One to watch. And our final team. Car store power Mac racing with the Vauxhall Astra. Ash Hand making his debut. He was British GT champion in 2019. Again, don't know much about him beyond that. He's 27 years old. And then Michael's Crease, who won the Jack Sears trophy a couple of years ago and was in the points a lot last year mm. in the Civic when he was in the BTC. So, yes. Two years ago, sorry. 2020, he was there last year. The man who will constantly be called Creasy by the commentators. I was just going to say, Colin, you've given the wrong name. Yeah. Apologies. Um, oh, is he 777 years old? <laughs> he is, yeah. That as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, dear. just for the listeners, Colin's done an amazing research document here. Uh, but except it does, the last, except it the does last driver on the last page. And also, it's not as if you got it mixed up with the car number because then be, he's six years old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so his car seven hundred and seventy-seven. He is actually thirty-eight years old. Ah, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. A good solid driver. He's uh, crazy. Oh, ah, oh, crazy. Yeah, from my <laughs> neck of the woods as well, I believe. I think he's from Essex. I don't know where you're from there. But... Yeah, just... <laughs> did I not tell you? The accents are not a strong point. <laughs> um, is he? Oh, he's actually from Kent, so I'm totally wrong anyway. Oh. Anyway, he's a, he's a lad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good to see Ash Hand, though, because I, I do remember when Sutton won his Clio Cup. Um, title him and ash hand were battling all the way to the end oh that's interesting so mm. um that pumps up his stocks a bit i think it does the only problem is he's what's he done since then i think he's been in gts mm. he won gt two years ago yeah four class yeah so three years ago i think he can do well debatable how well you can do in that car but it's going to take him a while to get used to the touring cars i think as harsh as it sounds I don't think anyone looks at that car and goes, championship contention. No. It does depend if they got on top of those issues they had last year, though, because they were really yeah. hampered by... What was it? Something to do with the intercooler, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. yeah. 
basically how how the car was um, ingesting air. Yeah. Which is an area you can improve things. Mm-hmm. It's not like a stock part on the series. So if they can get on top of that somewhat, that car could jump up. Probably not to the top, but it could jump into midfield. Maybe hybrid must that. Mm. It's not a team or a driver lineup that is exciting me for this year, but it's one that you, like Dan Lloyd managed to drag something out of. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're just wondering can someone else drag something out of that car as well? Because Plato really couldn't. I do think R. Creasy did better in 2020 than he'd done the previous years. Yeah, definitely. But then he had a, this year off where he was. Uh, was it Team Porsche. Parker racing in Porsche Super? Ugh, I can't speak. <laughs> Porsche Super Cup. Parker yeah. Blue Pop. Yeah. I was supposed to see them at Silverstone. Um, they were supposed to win in sport races, but apparently the uh, sponsors or Porsche themselves pulled out of the event. They were unhappy about someone and binned mm. it because they were supposed to be one of the supports alongside the W Series and F2. Mm. Yeah. It didn't happen, unfortunately. Hmm. Strange. Well, yeah, we'll see on we'll see on this team. Oh, we'll I see like on every team. But like, uh. yeah, I like, I like the design. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I like the car at least. I'm just not confident about it. Yeah, it's always been a nice looking car. But yeah, it's just not quite quick enough. No. So that's all the teams for this year. Jack Sears Trophy, which is I've explained to me for about the millionth time. There's a bunch of drivers <laughs> eligible for that. George Gamble, Bobby Thompson, Nicholas Hamilton, Sam Osborne, Jay Edwards, Jack Butel, Dexter Patterson, Rick Parfit, and Ash Hand. Oh, I've never known for that. Well, for me, that's between two people. Oh, right. Let's write this down then to finish off. Hang on. Jack Sears. Nick, who are you going for? Ash Hand. Shouldn't uh, Michael Crease be in that as well? Not sure. Yeah. Uh, I th- I think he is uh, eligible for it. I seem to remember people saying on the, some of the forums I was looking at that he wasn't, and other people saying he was. I don't remember seeing him on the entry list for uh, this year. Mm. Which Could it be to do with... Oh, I don't know. Then. I thought it was podiums. Has he had a podium? I don't think he has. So could uh, there be a second clause of... How many races you competed or something? Well, while you have a think, I'm going to guess for the winner of this to be Bobby Thompson. Colin? I'm going to go for Sam Osborne. Oh, shoot. I probably should have said that. (laughs) Yeah, see, for me, I was thinking that there was only two people it could be. And you haven't chose the other one that I thought. Which was? George Gamble. Oh, yeah. I looked at him in the list, but I I didn't consider them, him, to be honest. Ah, by the way, uh, Michael Kreese was the Jack Sears Trophy winner two years ago. Ah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course he was. Yeah. Duh. It was sponsored by that carrier bag company, wasn't he, or something? <laughs> it was, yeah. I can't remember what it was now, but... Clever baggers or something weird. That was it. <laughs> That'll be a euphemism somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep, kicks off the sweet in Donington. The final test, Ash Sutton was miles ahead of everyone, which, who knows, that's Ruxton. Yeah, who knows, it's testing. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to win the title, Colin? Haha, <laughs> I was going to ask that. You know, my head says Ash Sutton. What does your heart say? My heart says a lot of things, 
But Gordon uh, my gut is saying uh, Tom Ingram. He's so got to, he's got to put it together one year. I'm going to say Tom Ingram. Although I think the smart money would be Ash. Nick, I'm padding for time here because I can't decide. Yeah, I was hoping <laughs> you was going next. Um, I think Ash Sutton's going to be the quickest driver as always, but does he have the quickest combination? I think rear wheel drive might be a slight advantage this year. So I think I'd have mm. to pick Turkington. That's very boring. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't I don't disagree. So for the sake of uh interest, I'm gonna say Kamish. Mm. Which is I don't necessarily believe that. With the best will in the world, Dan. I think <laughs> Ash Sutton's probably one of the best Tory car drivers in the world. Yeah. I think he is as well, but I just think, uh, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say Kamish. That's wow, team- none of us have gone with Sutton. Who's going to win it? Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a team fight to watch though. It's Kamish mm. versus Sutton. Oh yeah, hopefully there's fireworks. BMW will win the team's championship. Like, oh yeah, I'm not even going to write that down. There's no yeah, point. I'm pretty sure of that as well. Yeah, I'm sure there's other wing foot award things and all that, but pff, who knows. Well, there's the independence champion as well. Oh, there is. It's very difficult to work out. So, it's drive. Uh, who counts for that? It's people who drive for teams that aren't constructors, right? Yes. yes. So, you've got Adam Morgan, George Gamble, Bobby Thompson, whoever replaces Jack Goff, Nick Hamilton, Taylor Smith, Jason Plato, Josh Cook, Jade Edwards, Moffat, Patterson, Parfit, Ash Hand, and Michael Kreese. Right, well, I know exactly who's going to win that, but what yeah, do you think I then? I kind of think we're all going to say the same name. Josh Cook. Uh, yeah, Josh Cook. Yeah, the ginger assassin. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got a Renault tuning company. And <laughs> Sorry, that just came uh, out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, I think it's called Cook Sport. I, well, I could be wrong, Josh. I'm sorry if I... As if you're listening, the not uh, <laughs> But as an owner as an old, of a Renault Sport, I was thinking maybe I could... Send it down there and have have a quick look at it. See if it's um what's wrong with it. <laughs> see if you can fix guess. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any fix in that car, to be honest. But it started going mouldy now. It's a bit weird. Ugh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Cook Sport. Yep, that's his company. Yep. It is indeed. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he can. I don't think you can fix your Renault, but <laughs> you can phone him if you want. Yeah. <laughs> there's a number there. I seem to remember it was something to do with Renault Sport Vehicles, wasn't it? Oh, it's I, just... it, it, I think it's when he was in the Clio Cup. Mm. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. The image there has got a couple of i i30Ns, which I don't own anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's going to be it, sadly, for that. I'd mm. like to see Jake Hill. He's my outside bet for the championship. But up against Turkington, I can't see him winning, but I kind of want him to. Either way, it's nice that it's... Even with some strong drivers, it's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. That's why we love it. That's why we watch it. Mm-hmm. So, first round win. Just race, ah. one. Just race one. Just race one. I have not a clue. Sorry, I wasn't like a disagreeing like, uh, we shouldn't do it. I was just thinking, oh, wow. Also, I've closed the spreadsheet. Bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, race one. Hmm. Oh, yeah, because it's the one with no ballast, except yeah. there's none of them with any ballast. So there's yeah. none. It's the first race with... No hybrid it's changes. It's the only pure race of the season. Right. For me, if I've gone for Turkington for the title, I suppose I have it's to go not... for him for the win. 
Yeah, but hang on a minute. It's not though because the hybrid's going to be based on your qualifying position. Uh, does it carry into the first race? It does, doesn't it? I didn't think it did, but oh, I might be totally wrong it. on that. Isn't if the if the hybrid boost is based on qualifying position for round for the first race of the weekend, is it? Then there isn't a pure there isn't a pure race this season. I think there's, that there's a pure qualifying session. I think no, no. I think the I took the race thing as championship. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Oh, so, is it? Race one. I don't think any of the limits apply. Okay, right. It's meant to be the same as how the ballast works. I think in how it's applied. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So it's Donington Park. Um, as opposed to Alton Park. I don't know why I emphasised the park. Um, oh, I want to change my mind now. <laughs> Go on then. I'm not going to hold you Just to. thinking of Donington, it's always been a Honda circuit. I'm going to say Shedden. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I can see actually Shedden winning the first race. but oh, I'll tell you what, I'll go, I'll go Cook then. I'll go Shedden then. I've got to pick the Scott for someone. Right. Let's hope that goes better than our prediction from last year, Colin. Yeah. No, it's just for race one, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we've not picked him for the title yet, so. So we've got just to recap then. The at the round that Plato will moan about straight line speed. <laughs> Colin's got it's my favourite category. Colin's got Thruxton. Nick's got Donington. The first round, <laughs> first race, and I went first. And I've got round four. Whatever, I can't remember what that is in the calendar. Jack Sears, Colin, you've got Os- Sam Osborne. Nick, you've got Hand. I went for Thompson. Overall title, you Colin, you went Ingram. Nick, you went Turkington. I went Camish. Uh, independence title, we all went Josh Cook. Um, and the first race winner, it's Shedden for you both and Josh Cook for me. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Right. Nobody could have set up this season better than we have. Indeed. <laughs> and when you say better, you mean... Longer. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is probably going to be longer than all three races combined, so I hope yeah. you enjoy. Um, A bonus episode. Yep, so we'll be back next week with our Emma Grand Prix review and, of course, our round one, two, and three review of British Touring Car Championship. See you there. See you there. Yeah. Any predictions for this weekend in the F1? I just think Leclerc. Oh, yeah, so. Signs has signed a new contract, but still Yeah, I'm Leclerc. going with Signs. Isn't this a sprint race as well? It is. Yeah. Oh, That's is it a sprint race or just a sprint? <laughs> it's now a sprint race. They've yeah, changed it, haven't that. they? Ah, very good. Yeah, so, it's, it's got to be Charlie. We're back to our bumper for our episodes next week. Mm-hmm. Since we've got two things to talk about. Yeah. So, we'll see you then. Thanks for downloading. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.